0: Hello and welcome to Scoppy Radio. My name is Daniel Johansson. And
1: I'm Maureen Smith.
0: And we are joined today by DiAmato.
2: Hey y'all, how you doing? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well.
0: Yeah. yeah, cool. Yeah, we're up in Milwaukee. Uh, it is our second Milwaukee interview. And I'm glad for that because our first Milwaukee interview, although it took place in Milwaukee, had nothing to do with the Milwaukee. Yeah, we. And I feel like this interview has everything to do yeah. with Milwaukee. Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. Um... Our the yesterday's episode, we talked to a college friend of mine who's like this very like by the book establishment opera singer. Like he is like on the tr- on track to sing at the Met, and which is very different Ooh. from our experience of opera. <laughs> mm. Like we're very much like grassroots, you know, very do it yourself. And so he's m- like, oh yes, I'm off to Santa Fe mm. <laughs> to sing. I'm I just
0: gonna- uh, summered in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I awoke to the Northern Lights. Yeah. So, um, no, but I'm, I'm glad to kind of get back to our roots and talking to local artists, which...
2: Um, yeah. The motto. There's no yeah. institution here. No. The institutions have failed me. Yeah. <laughs> no. That's not true. Well, you have
0: an upcoming album, right?
1: Yeah, but...
2: Yeah, as yeah, you're saying, like, it's, it's coming from within.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's... What I love about, I think the Midwest generally, it's something that I I know I say about Chicago and I know I say about Milwaukee when we're here too, is it's, um, there is just that like piss and vinegar to it. You know what I mean by that? Like the like.
2: A lot of piss. (laughs) A lot of vinegar.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Um, Hopefully the ratio is, uh, you know, half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes you get a little more piss. Yeah. Equal piss, equal vinegar. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm
0: they have so we went to breakfast breakfast at river west co-op this morning we mentioned this before we started recording and they have um ginger infused vinegar like a bottle of it and then just like a which i uh i've mentioned this on the show a few times but i'm a big fan of switchel which i haven't had a chance to make in a really long time you
1: lived in in minneapolis for a spell right yeah it's where we found out about switchel it's this i don't know what this is
0: so you take ginger, you chop it up, and you make basically you make a tea out of it. But then you let it set, and then you add um, to cool it off, basically. And then you add uh, apple cider vinegar, and it's important that you get like unfiltered um, apple cider vinegar
1: with like bacteria floating in the bottom. Right. Yeah.
0: And lemon, and uh, you can do honey, or I do maple syrup, um, and it's amazing for your stomach. You have a cup of that, and you will mm. you will shit.
2: You will shit. Your gut bacteria will shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Everybody should and everyone's happy.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, I keep an eye out for like ginger related <laughs> things now. To, well because they sell switchel they sell they don't call it switchel. They call
1: it drinking oh. vinegar.
0: Yeah, and um they Braggs makes a, Bragg's makes a, a bottle of it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> Welcome to our show. We do tangents. Yeah, yeah. Frequently. Um, so tell us about your upcoming project.
2: Upcoming project. Um, Untitled right now that'll present itself later. but mm-hmm. it's still uh, I'm still working on it you know it's kind of that, that thing with the clay is very wet and yeah I'm just messing around with it seeing what shape it's gonna be. But the upcoming album sounds nothing like my well I don't want to say nothing, but just very different than my last album and very different than my current live show. last album was very uh, it was singing but a very hip hop heavy.
1: Mm-hmm. I did all
2: the production with the exception of a couple tracks um, and then put the put instruments on top, guitar, bass, saxophones and uh, yeah definitely hip hop heavy, kind of a, a expansive. Um, my live band now is like a 12 piece, um, four horns, cello violin and two singers
1: what What just happened
2: we just
0: glitching. oh it is late hold on one second hello everybody sorry about that so context just that you know uh we listened back to the last couple seconds of that and it sounds like we're crazy but i will say that the jokes made killer because it was robots it was entirely robots and entirely bangers yeah (laughs) the whole time so yeah, I, there was like some weird noises that happened and then when it came back, there was like a five second delay and so then we took a, some, a while and just kind of like said things into the microphone and then heard them said back to us. Really, yeah, it was fun. It
1: was very trippy. Yeah, tri- <laughs> <laughs>
0: Anyway, so uh, we uh, were leaving off with, you were talking about- uh, The makeup how, of your, your upcoming... live show.
1: Oh yeah. yeah,
2: so the live band right now. Four horns, that's alto sax, tenor sax, trombone, trumpet, cello, violin, two backup singers, drums- Guitar, bass, and then I lead it. I Play guitar on some songs, but uh, just vocals, and it's a uh, super funky. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like a little bit of hip hop, but just like this funky, like sweating, yeah. dancing, um, <laughs> yeah, wild time.
0: Yeah, would you? This always feels like a uh, a question that uh, real like. Current music journalists ask, uh, w- "What are your like major influences? Would you say?" <sighs> um
2: Major influences are like I'm very much in the funk music and that big band thing, like cool. Parliament, yeah, um, Prince, um, Sly the Family Stone, and uh, yeah, like I'd say those are constant rotation. But I'm a big, I'm just I'm a b- singers. I right, listen to singers Sam Cooke, Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. um, that oh, type of thing.
1: I love Amy Winehouse. I unfortunately did not get into her until literally the summer that she died.
2: Yeah, that's that's all right. It's never yeah. too late to enjoy that music. No, but, mm-hmm. um, it's probably best that way. You didn't have to like go through exactly. the episodes, the, you know, yeah, watching that happen in real time.
1: That's true.
0: There were some, yeah, there were some that I wasn't watching it in real time, but I've like weirdly seen like undercuts of or low cuts of, vi- of videos of her
1: well and also I f- and I feel like a big part of the reason why I wasn't involved in her music when she was alive is that the media painted her very poorly horribly yeah and she, she
2: was not well but oh no of the media not. they're gonna latch on to any little thing that they can just exploit and blow up. Right, it says they're looking for news and they're looking for exactly,
0: yeah. And I um I would definitely not say that South Park is the place to go for all of my um political commentary, but that one episode they did about Britney Spears, oh Britney's was actually yeah was actually I think really clever in that like we do have this like we want to both uh worship and destroy the um the people we
2: and we will choose them. Right. Yeah, they're chosen and we will use them until they self-destruct. Yep. I do get all of my uh, political viewpoints from South Park. So yeah. no, I don't and you know that's legitimate. <laughs> Not all, but I've been like, that is like, in terms of content, or just like South Park as a, I'm from a young child, like right. I was Like for some reason allowed to watch it when it came out. We were in elementary school and like that just taught me to, and especially like as it as it grew, it started off as this really juvenile, just like. Just ridiculous, immature show and grew into this like brilliant satire. And growing with that, it was kind of just like it it just taught me to constantly question the reality, question both sides. No one is ever Mm -hmm. really 100% right. Um,
0: Yeah. And I'm just so impressed by their turnaround too. I I watched that documentary they did. Six days. It's amazing. And the thing that's really great is they can be so recent like... Trump got elected, and then six days later, they, they did that episode. Oh, yeah. That, and they completely flipped the entire plot of it. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, well, they had
2: some great Obama ones when Obama was elected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, just wild. Uh, yeah. They, they were, and the thing is, like, just from a behind-the-scenes standpoint, they are... One of the things they criticize people on is they're like, oh, yeah, but they just... They don't work hard enough. They are, like, they have been working their asses off since... Yep since they met in college like nonstop,
0: and they have that musical
1: i was just gonna well they're like not
0: afraid this is actually a really great transition to my next question for you (laughs) um in that they're not afraid to kind of like flip genres and, and kind of develop and kind of grow and try different things and i know that was something that you actually mentioned before about um the music that you've made versus the music you're making that you were saying that the uh the music that you were making a while ago is completely different from what you're playing on your live show, and that's completely different from what um, you're doing now. And so I'd love to actually kind of uh, hear uh, what you're working on for your next album, rather. Um, so I'd love to hear more about kind of, like, how that's been. I mean, are there times where you have days where you're working on one sound in one aspect and then having to work on another, and do you find one influences the other? I mean, and I'm sure there's to that, to that extent, but is there, like, a do you find yourself having to do, like, an active like channeling of artistic experiences, if that makes sense.
2: I rarely sit down with an agenda yeah. I kind of just let it go where it's going to go. I'll maybe sit down with an agenda if I'm like, I want to work on guitar parts today and like, uh, set off on a song and just kind of like experiment until something kind of catches. And it's always like that, you kind of have just going around, going around and then all of a sudden you just like hit that point where someone hooks you and I'm like, whoop, all right, the, the waves coming, like this is going someplace. So, I think just I've really, I think it's been important to, for my growth and f- for working on music, to not try to pigeonhole things. Like, right. I always loved rapping, always have been writing songs and like singing and raps since I've been a child. But I uh, started playing instruments, started playing saxophone and the guitar and the bass guitar and. When I was 15, I shattered my arm, and which prevented me from playing guitars or like from holding my arm in that position. So I didn't play any instruments from when I was like 15 to when I was 21. So I really just focused on rap in that time. I don't know, I just kind of fell into that. And then the world of music kind of exploded once I kind of started to pick up instruments again. And like that started to change and um, so I would become incredibly bored if I was just trying to do one thing. Yeah. i realized. So right now, the two albums I'm working on, one of them is my friend Robert and I, he is a phenomenal guitar player. He's that dude who doesn't really go out and he just spends how many hours a day just alone playing guitar. Yeah. What it takes to get good. Like, what it takes to get great. And he, we met some years ago and we just kind of linked up on our love of blues music and R&B. And he just like, what he can do uh with a guitar like it really really wows me i don't see it that often like this kind of finger style of r&b that he's doing so we are working on an album of like our r&b tunes writing it together and it's just for me it's just straight singing like some of it's very tender very emotional and we are working with uh dave wake from the milwaukee group de la buena amongst all the reasons that got just kind of one of the A prominent musical figure in Milwaukee so it is a dream I've been more like he's older than us and been following him for years and so we're working with him and we're kind of constructing around these bare bones songs that Rob and I have made of these R&B R&B tunes and then the other album is me sitting in that room right over there just for hours just producing Um, I got my keyboard and my laptop And producing these tracks to which then i'm writing you know guitar bass horn lines and it's just uh that mixture of synthetic and real instruments and it's super funky um uh yeah kind of funky mostly singing um just kind of like trippy stuff like it's kind of it's interesting where it's taking me because it is going into a uh the songs are all of a sudden becoming six minutes and I'm like, no, don't do that. I'm like, no, just let it go. Let it be what it's going to be. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, That type of deal. That's actually, uh, so another question I have is, um, album making is really interesting to me because, and I'm, I'm, i worry that this is also going to be too much of a, I think I have, I, this is what makes me, uh, potentially a good journalist as I like being like, this is the formula, you know? And so I, I, I know my questions tend to be that way. So here's my, um, Album making is interesting because there are so many, like, traditions. We've been making, like, as a society, we've been making albums for so long. And so I'm interested in, um, from your perspective, you know, when you're like, okay, I want to take these ideas and turn them into, like, an album. Like, does it start off with just, like, okay, I've got one track that I know, this is the sound of it, and, and I'll build from there? Do you, like... Do you know that you have multiple ideas? Like, do you find yourself going, like, a concept route? Like, how how do the, uh, how do you, when do you know, like, this is the path that I want to go down to that's going to lead to an album?
2: Um, constantly making music. Um, so I have all this material that probably because of, a lot of it is like financial, where I, could, I would literally just be in a studio every single day if I could right. like, making stuff. But I can't because that's that's that money I don't have. I don't want right. to sign to a label. Um, but I think it's when it's it's kind of when I hit that point, that groove of working where obviously that's all I'm doing and it's kind of just, you kind of see the shape. You can tell that these songs go together. There is a theme that ties them together. Um, but, but then again, I'm never... I guess I'm just like getting into that mode and getting into that mind space to write music, and I kind of have faith that that will, the path will, prevent, will, pre- will present itself. Yeah. Um, so I try not to. I really do try not to think about it too much of what's going to be on the album, what's not. Yeah. Because there are some stuff that I'm working on right now that I really love. I, but I I'm like oh yeah this probably won't fit, but I'm not mm-hmm. going to stop working
0: on it. Yeah, because um, I'm sure at a certain point, once an album has started to develop itself, you have a, a pretty strong idea of what would fit and what wouldn't, right? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I try not to calculate too much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's fair. Um, so I have a question. Um, you've been music making in Milwaukee for how many years now? Like.
2: But first like performing band was when I was sixteen, like performing out. Cool. So it's been over a decade.
1: Nice. Um, I kind of want to talk about the Milwaukee musician. And we were before we were, before we started recording, we were talking about the dynamic of River West, where we you know, we just went to Collectivo and we ran into our friend Jordan and you know it was for us that was such a novelty because in Chicago you go into any place and you seldom run into someone that you know just because there are so many people and it's it's so expansive. But here, specifically in River West, you were saying that like it's hard not to run into someone and mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You
2: can't <laughs> and, Or you'll be i will be in my apartment and you just hear someone yelling your name and then you go to your balcony and it's just like you know, it's like right. you're not even calling someone, you're just yelling to see if they're home on your walk home be like that type of deal. Like, or, yeah, it's, it's just weird. It is really interconnected. Yeah. So we're all playing music together and we're all fucking each other. Like, <laughs> it is incredibly incestuous. And, um, yeah, and it's, it's cool because it does create this unique type of thing where we are all connected somehow. You could, like, make the map of who's playing in whose band. Like, as I said, my, my band is like a band of band leaders. They're all insanely talented, but they all have these their hands, in these other places, and um, so I think Milwaukee is in this weird spot where it has these issues. It's got all these social issues, mm-hmm. a lot of messed up things here. It's incredibly segregated. Um, there's kind of this underlying tension, and um, to be kind of to just to be a musician and exist in that realm. Mm-hmm. is interesting cuz we you know we live in River West and uh which is a neighborhood that's been gentrified and it's been taken over it's now it's like a bohemia um
0: but is it does it does it feel like it's less affordable now than it was I don't know maybe 5 or 10 years ago
2: um you can still find some pretty cheap things yeah yeah like even you know the place them we're in right now it's not not too
0: expensive um, it's a, it's a nice apartment and it's um you're actually moving now right and you were saying that yeah yeah
2: yeah moving on to this spot when i'm sad but yeah. it's time um but the milwaukee thing like it's it's so it's a small city with all this tension and but as it's kind of in the past five years like the the dome of aspiration has grown um people were like kind of looking further than we have been uh, or maybe there's just been more national international attention looking at Milwaukee. Artists who are kind of reaching further or at least their music is kind of breaking out of Milwaukee and so rather than being just Milwaukee famous you are now kind of a name and that's you know help of the internet and whether you think that person their music deserves that attention or not, it's happening, which is a cool mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and um, so so You've always been playing in all of these different bands together or not together. And then, as we were talking about before, you have the institutions who will kind of pluck people, you know, kind of choose them and be like, okay, we're going to back you now. So you may be backed by some. Some may have your back. Some may not. Hopefully you'll get to a point where everyone will have your back. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's kind of, I remember one day using a few years ago, being like, man, it's so great to be out of high school and out of that. I'm like, wait, no, we're we're just still in high school. This yeah. is just this is high school. Like, it's a popularity contest. Music has something to do with it, but you know, it's a lot of it's about showing out your presence mm-hmm. on the internet, that type of deal. Right. But in terms of a scene, it's really you know, it's cool. We live in a neighborhood with tons of venues.
1: Yeah. Has um. Has that kind of you know not not incestuous in terms of like who's fucking who but like incestuous of like band crossover do you think that there is a there's the development of like a Milwaukee sound or is there I
2: think I'm too close to the source. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm too close to the source and I'm not good at listening to current music. Um like at least i'm not like i know people who are just consumers they will like things the when albums are coming out no matter if it's a signed to warner brothers or signed or whatever or maybe not even signed they're just they're listening and i i for some reason just can't I, i'm not i'm much of a consumer
0: well, well i what i love about milwaukee um is that it has such a strong network for local talent mm-hmm. like um like, I love that 88.9, which, if you live in Milwaukee, you know, definitely, but as soon as you pass the Wisconsin-Illinois line, you can't get 88.9. eight nine. Like, Literally. the second you leave it. And it's like,
1: welcome to Illinois, and then it fizzles out. <laughs>
0: right. And so I think that that is... Which is...
1: is it probably isn't intentional, but, like, it might as well be.
0: <laughs> but it's a beautiful metaphor, right? Because it is... it um, In a lot of ways, like, Milwaukee is both very inclusive and also... There is like a, this is where our local talent is and this is where we will support each other. And, but it's, but there is also this very much like, I am hometown Milwaukeean and we are like, this is, we belong here, you know? Um, which I think is I think is important to be able to kind of like build that culture, and I also because what I think it also can provide, and I think that there is some aspects in this in other cities too, but you see it a lot. It seems like in in Milwaukee is that all of the people that are connected have like funny little stories about why that is. Like we were talking about this before we started recording, but you guys were talking about the time that you did it's the Tina Fey rap, right? And you did it at your mom's house.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Adam and I. Sorry. DiAmato and I have known each other since... Adam this is a throwback to high school. Um, uh have been friends since high school and uh, we would always have parties in my mom's attic. And uh, that's where you would... It's not where you started rapping, but you would frequently rap there. Like, yeah. I remember you coming over once and being like, this is something I'm working on. Like, you just have yeah. any <laughs> thoughts? And...
2: You used to do that a lot back in the day. I don't do that much anymore, but yeah, I used to be like...
1: You mean you don't go into my mom's attic and try... Oh, I still go
2: in your mom's
0: attic. Oh, I'm yeah. i just not rapping as much. Oh, that's this. fair. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a... So, we don't tell this story all the time, but Maureen's mom's attic is where we got one of these microphones and this audio mixer. Yeah. It Maureen's, was just there.
2: Maureen's mom's attic is where I would just consistently get blackout drunk. Yeah. <laughs> and then these motherfuckers would just torment me in my sleep like I wouldn't wake up for anything until it got to the point where these like because we'd all crash in this attic and it got to the point where I was like y'all okay so I know last time y'all drew on my face with permanent sharpie and uh, if y'all if this happens like again like I'm telling you this is no joke I am not faking like I we will not I'm, we're not gonna do this I'm not gonna hang out anymore if yeah. like this happens again and it was just like the motherfucker like who are even younger than us.
1: Yeah. Like... It was like Ryan Stamager. Ryan Stamager and... and
0: Alex and... Who is crashing at your mom's house right he's now. Hurt,
1: like, he's currently yeah. crashing He's performing at Skyline. And he was like... He, he, like, texted me being like, do you think your mom would let me crash your place? Uh-huh. I'm like, yeah, but why not? Mm-hmm. Um, well,
0: yeah, and then it's crazy, right? Because I was saying this. We've been in Milwaukee probably... Three times in the last two months over like two different two day periods. And I love that um, it's so important to 889 to have their local talent spotlighted because like they have that, um, the block party coming up, right? Mm-hmm. And they, every time I always hear, and we'll have Diamato playing, and it's really important to them that. And um, they play Sylvanasso a ton, and he's from Milwaukee. Like a lot of these Milwaukee talent is extremely important to. What is this beacon hour. of Milwaukee talent? Yeah, sorry, go ahead. So no, no, no.
2: It's, it's, so like, this is the thing too, is that like, it's it's a classic. Uh, so for and this kind of comes with you know making art, like oh my art is worth something. I put so much into it, and people should hear it, or I should be back You know, I spent a lot of time, like the like, the song that eighty nine is playing In mine right now. I released a couple years ago. And when I tried to get on the radio then, and I wasn't as "quote unquote" popular or validated, they were like, "No, it's just not. Uh, it's just we just don't think it's gonna work out." Fast forward a year and a half, and all of a sudden it's like, "Oh yeah, we'll play this." And it's mm-hmm. like, so there is there's politics involved with in anything, and so I think there's as with anything where there's politics involved in a hierarchy, there's like bitterness, or there's like feelings of. De- deserving something and so I feel incredibly fortunate I just want to say like it's I've, I've been working incredibly hard and so yeah. for 889 to back me right now like is is uh is truly like uh I'm truly so appreciated mm-hmm. um, yeah it's I my grip with 889 has always been and so now they're starting a rate, like with my grip with 889 has always been why aren't you playing more Milwaukee music all the time regardless of yeah. whatever. Now they're starting I think it's only online but they are starting a purely Milwaukee channel, which is what they should be doing. yeah like there yeah. should be something and something that people can access where it is just Milwaukee music all the time. Mm-hmm. And so you got 917 which is fantastic. I was just there last night playing some saxophone with a group uh, group Karen's, the guy John who plays trumpet in my group. It's his band and he plays guitar and fronts that and sings in that. Um, so I was there playing sax, and ninety-one sevens. Great, it's a lot less, a um, lot less rules there. But um, yeah, like it is, it is fantastic that there are certain outlets that can put Milwaukee musicians on, which is necessary. Ultimately, we're trying to make careers.
0: Yeah. like This.
1: No, something about ninety one seven. I honestly, because I just come. My relationship with Milwaukee with Milwaukee now that I live in Chicago is that I'm very much like I'm in and out. Like mm-hmm. I'll I'll occasionally post on Facebook that I'm here and I'll see people, but sometimes I just kind of like want to come here, escape, sit down, s- like sit by a tree and then go back. Um, and so I I forgot about ninety one seven uh. and something that I think is so cool as a classical musician we don't have a classical radio station we used to but then the format changed because not many people were listening to it Um, oh yeah but 91 7 they have a show um, on Sunday nights that purely plays experimental classical music not like Vivaldi or like (laughs) talus or you know something like music they play strictly new experimental classical and they can do
2: that you know like nine is much more
1: formulaic
2: uh, yeah or it's Mm formula just more of they gotta give the people what not what they want but you just gotta adhere to something that's not yeah you can't be you really can't be that trippy well
0: it brings a really interesting thought and we don't necessarily have to continue the um the 88.9 example for this. We can, like, kind of talk about it generally. But it's something that we talk a lot about with people that are making art in Chicago. And I think to some extent with people that are making art in Milwaukee, too, now. Um, But it's this idea of establishment versus... I need to find a better word for it, but establishment versus fringe. Where um, I think a lot of us that are kind of, like, outside of the norm, maybe grassroots, just starting out, have a lot of ideas of how art should be made and how art should be shared and how... I don't know, artists should live and, and things like that. And um and in a lot of ways, uh, the establishment, although it's obviously it's worked the way that it has for so long, um, it can neglect and it and it can overlook and it um you know, it can, it can be can brush
1: aside. Right.
0: It can be caught up in its own bureaucracy and it can yeah. not all these things. Um but so a thing that we end up talking about a lot is um kind of basically uh anarchy versus Um, working inside of, like, democracy, democratic, diplomatic, anarchy versus diplomacy. There we go. I got there. And so, basically, the idea of, you know, we have critiques of establishment, right? And we don't want to, like, there are things that tradition and establishment have done that have really succeeded and really gone well, and there are things that work out, but then there are obviously critiques. Um, and so, I kind of always come to, and I don't think there's, like, a finite answer to this, but, um... What would you say is your inkling? Do you think that there is a, uh, a desire for you to work inside of establishment or for uh, to see establishment be overthrown by something else?
2: I am and have been and will be uh, pretty much working without outside of the establishment. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's just kind of where I've, I've always been kind of grown into this questioning, it goes back to questioning everything, like just not willing to accept things, mm-hmm. maybe to a fault at times, I'm sure. Yeah. So um, I don't believe that things that are, I will judge things on what for what they are rather than be like, oh, if they're within this or they're aligned with this, it's got to be bad. Um, I understand nowadays if you want to have a career, you need to play a game. Mm-hmm. Which I'm not good at. I'm yeah. online communications are atrocious. Posting, you know, you should be posting on Instagram and Facebook every day. I have gone months, and it is it is almost in, it's inexcusable as I'm trying to do this, like this music as a career, and it's been a problem, and I haven't been catching on. And I'll get good at it. and I'll post a few times, and then I'll I will disappear. I'm very good at disappearing. Yeah. Um, but I go disappear to make music. Right. I don't disappear to watch Netflix um, I um, yeah I once again incredibly I appreciate very much uh, the what the establishment has done and will continue to do for my music but I'm not willing to compromise my vision I want to be as uh, as frank as dirty mm-hmm. as a two live crew would say as nasty as I want to be Mm-hmm. as you want to be um, yeah and it seems to be working out for me at this point yeah I have a song on 80 now right now and it's a censored version but we really blatantly put like the censor beep over the whole phrase but I say you know let's suck each other's dicks and lick each other's clits simultaneously while we hold hands and they play that song and they know it says that it's like stuff like that so I'm going to continue what I'm doing make the best music that I can make, and uh, I will play the game, but I, at this point I'm unwilling to compromise. That I, being said, oh, yeah. no one has offered me any money yet. <laughs> I will sell out the first chance I get <laughs> I will take that money and I will run with it. So I will make as much money as I can, it's just so I can permanently disappear and release records from an undisclosed location.
0: <laughs> well I, I really appreciate your perspective and um, take I'm gonna preface what I'm gonna say next by saying that I am entirely an outsider and have like a tourist's perspective on River West and that I, I love River West coming here and I love you know, I, River West Co-op is one of my favorite places in the world, I think. I love the uh, the people that I've met that live Even here. Even
1: though we ruined their day today.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't we actually mention that? At what we no. So we went to River West Co-op. They make vegan pancakes. I was going to say, your picture is up in there now.
1: Like, yeah. You yeah.
0: serve these two.
1: Of us just like a mouthful of pancakes. Yeah. Right. Ah. I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> we got there at 11, which is the transition between breakfast and lunch. And if anybody's worked service industry, you That's know cool. that it's a, it's a sacred... Needle fuck with that. I time. currently yeah, work right.
1: service and I walked in there and was like, please let me know if I'm being a monster, but I really want pancakes. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And the two people in the front were like, "Oh yeah, no worries, we'll be fine." And then all of a sudden you hear the cook go, "Yeah, but don't ask the cook, right? Cuz I don't care." Yeah, she it cared. was. But she, she was but she still she cared made so much. She, cared. she, cared. she pretended like she didn't care, but she cared. She yeah.
1: fucking she cared. She fucking cared
2: so
0: hard. <laughs> she made the best pancakes and I got the best the vegan biscuits and gravy. Mm-hmm. Aces. Anyway, so that I think that is, that I think is a pretty thorough preface to where I'm going with this. I get a sense that River west what's amazing about it is the things we've talked about is that there is this network there is there is almost a anti-establishment establishment to some extent and I, I think that maybe not establishment but community there is there is a unity thing happening and I think um, a, uh, a hard thing to, turn away from the like societal establishment a hard reason, a, a difficult reason to do that is because I think some people feel like they'll lose unity they'll lose community they'll lose mm-hmm. the things they're connected to um, but I, I don't think that that is what people that that do because I, I agree pretty heavily with you with where you were standing on kind of that establishment anti-establishment mind track uh, or mindset rather but I don't think that I think when we get into these conversations with people they don't they don't know that there is a there's an alternative you know um and I guess like ignore that phone no no you're totally fine it's it's been a we there was a moment where we had to stop the recording entirely for robots so I mean like yeah. noise party um but it's cause we're it's
2: talking bandmates hitting me up Oh, you home can I get that money <laughs> can I get that money you owe me <laughs> No, I'm a, busy. I'm doing a podcast <laughs> right now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Finish. No. Your
0: point. Um. Basically, I was just gonna say, like, what do you do? You think that there is a? What do you? What question do you have for those kinds of people? People that are like establishment to the core and will not like and just wanna just wanna work their hardest within, and and have complete and utter faith.
2: I honestly don't. I don't, I'm not around, I can't speak, yeah. I don't, I'm don't. i not around those people, and like we say like establishment, so it's like yesterday I did a video, as I said, I did a video interview with 88.9, let me just like interview stuff, doing this right now, mm-hmm. this is very like nude me. it really It kind of weirds me out, I'm like I want to get better at it, but it's like I'm not used to it, and so I did a video interview yesterday, and like I went to 88.9 and I was like, oh this is weird, I'm nervous, but like, so like in a, we're talking like establishment people, I was talking with... This wonderful uh, DJ Amelinda, who um, who works there, and we just had like a wonderful, like even when the camera was off, just a wonderful human conversation, getting to know each other, talking about our own aspirations and dreams and music, and that type of deal. Um, the, these texts that are rolling in. Side note: Give us our money before we take it to the streets. Swords and horses. <laughs> Social media. This is all in caps. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> God, So my lovely string players. Yeah, Beautif- beautiful, beautiful, beautiful uh, cellist and violinist. But um, so I honestly don't know. Like when you when we talk about like establishment, there, then there's the hierarchy of establishment. Like right. I'm not around people in politics. No. Um, like I keep a small circle. Um, I'm very much wolf dog Gemini, where I do have this hankering within me to. To be social and to give all the love that I can to the people that I encounter, but I'm also very closed off and would like to stay in Mm -hmm. and uh, maybe think too much. Um, So, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know what what when it comes to the establishment. It my thoughts on where I'm at right now and what I'm doing works for me. I can't speak for anyone else. And um, I, w- I will say burn the White House down, though. Just burn it down <laughs> to the ground. <laughs> everyone that, in it. I think we can all agree on that. Like, yeah, I think we can
0: right. all formally agree on that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So that's something where that's like right now where I'm
1: just. You're like Let... wondering where what I'm wondering is what the people who voted for him must be thinking right now.
2: Oh, they're they're either going to they know they fucked up. And they're either going to admit it or they're too prideful to admit it. Mm-hmm. My th- thing is, is like I think right now, for at least for like the funk and the life force that it is, and um, I think it's a great, it's a great time for that because out of this, well, there'll be no choice but to get as funky as we can be.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just I think about the people who voted for Donald Trump, and it's like okay, even if you know you fucked up. It's like you're not a like you're not a funky individual, like there's no funk within you. Like Mm -hmm. there's like you did the like politics already are not funky. Yeah, the way like presidential races are just not funky. The two party system is not funky. (laughs) And you voting for Donald Trump is the least one of it is the least one of the least funky things you could ever do in like. I'm gonna be so bold to say today it's,
1: it's the anti funk.
2: The anti funk. Yeah. We don't speak of the anti-funk no. in this house. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. We don't. Yeah, we don't. Um, yeah. It's um, yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I have a um question to divert away from establishment. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know that as a as a musician, as an artist, who I once lived here and I made art here and I, you know, tried to make this work, I know that a driving force for a lot of Milwaukee artists is trying to leave Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah. uh, if you talk to any Milwaukee artist, you'll be like, oh yeah, like inevitably the conversation will go to, yeah, I'm thinking of moving to Chicago like next yeah. year, or yeah, I think I'm moving to New York next year. Um, a lot of
2: people I talk to, it's more like, I need to get the fuck out of this fucking city. <laughs> I'm going to go crate Like, this yeah. like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I've been there. Yeah, no, and so I'm wondering, do you think that that drive to get the fuck out of the city? Because a, a lot of, I, I think that a lot of where Daniel is coming from is just kind of the romantic, like, I spent three days here, and, it, and the yeah, people absolutely. are so absolutely. Nice. No, entirely, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there is a real feeling oh, yeah. among artists in this community of like, I got to get the fuck out of here. Most people want to get out.
2: There's a cool thing, though, that, and I think it's the kiss of death it's people who are like I want to put on for the city and I'm going to stay here and we're going to make make Milwaukee no oh, I was going to say make Milwaukee great again. No. That's a joke. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to take that back. There's like I'm we're going to like make something from Milwaukee. We're going to make people look at Milwaukee. And I think that's maybe there's been groups that have busted out of Milwaukee before but in terms of like outside looking in there seems to be a fair amount of that going on. So mm-hmm. it's like, oh, we could. We could put Milwaukee on the map. It's like Detroit's done it. Chicago's obviously done it. Minneapolis has done it. Like, it makes sense that Milwaukee could do it. So problem is a lot of people who do start to kind of get some steam, then that's that's when they move. Yeah. So, but then the people who get a little steam and they stay, it doesn't, you know, steam there's, disappears.
1: There's not, there's not, like, the infrastructure yeah, yeah. So I think
2: mm-hmm. touring ski, so right now, the R and B project I was talking about, Rob and I, we perform as a duo. So we're producing this album, but we perform as a duo. And after like the fifth person who we made like the over time was like, Oh man, y'all would kill in Europe. Y'all gotta go to Europe. And this is like two years ago. So we were, like looked at flights, none of us had any money. So it was kind of this pipe dream. And then as time went on, we were just kinda of like kind of just kept coming up. And so right now we're in the midst of for next fall planning like a European tour and first time I've ever been out um, and very excited but I think like that's just key so maybe not moving out but just getting the hell out and touring and playing music and just playing music for people who you don't see all the time Mm -hmm. um, like who just aren't other musicians That type of deal.
0: Yeah, I mean, and maybe there is a difference between leaving Milwaukee and spreading Milwaukee. Mm Do you know what I mean? But like, like I love that. I that thought of like, like your home base could technically still be Milwaukee, but going to Europe and coming back, going to other places and coming back, and bringing people in and also bringing people out. I think that we need more of that generally. Um, Because it it is so hard to like navigate different perspectives of people, you know?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. No, and and I think that what you said about playing for people who aren't other musicians and playing for people who you don't know, that's something that, you know, that you run into working within a small city. That's something that we, that uh, Daniel and I run into... Working within a really small community of singers mm. and and classical musicians, um, something that we ask a lot of people um, within our classical community is like, how do you produce content that is high quality, but still make the product affordable for other people who don't have the money to consume it? Because there are a lot of there are a lot of classical musical classical music outfits that will put out a show and charge $40 for a ticket.
0: I was just going to ask, what would be the reaction? The, the, if, if there is a River West consensus, right? Like a stereotypical person. That's not what I mean to say. Basically what I'm asking is, what would be the reaction to a, uh, a company putting on a 40 or $50 opera in a...
2: So, uh, our good friend who you just saw, Jordan Watson, mm-hmm. she's been in some shows recently, in some plays and she made sure to tell all her friends on the pay what the pay what you can day is so yeah all of a sudden it was that day and i was seeing like people like people who i know who she works with and like all the other friends who i know who are friends and we're all like pay what you can day what up like, <laughs> but we truly want to go support her and right. see her in like her, see her do what she loves and like it's just yeah there's i couldn't afford a 40 ticket and like no. the way i'm gonna i would pay I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it is, that's a difficult thing. But how do you, you the people need to make money. It's hard enough to get people, people will be like, oh, how much is the show you're playing? It's like $10. And it's like, ooh, it's like people aren't willing to pay $5 for a show. And you got like three acts on a bill mm-hmm. of like, yeah, just amazing music.
0: Well, that's the thing that's really super interesting to me is, um, talking about this and kind of i don't mean to bring up establishment again i'm sorry that i'm doing this but (laughs) like uh that's my critique with it is um you know the artists the people that are making the art all they want to do is have their art reach as many people as possible Mm -hmm. i mean of course we want to get paid but like but like (laughs) priority number one getting paid is priority number two for in most cases Priority number one is let's get as many people as we can to know what we're doing but the people that are putting on things not for the most not entirely but for for you know 75% of the time is how are we getting paid and so because of that people that set ticket prices for things are the people that are that are the ones that are how are we getting paid but then you know you potentially miss out on these like that's fucking that's the dream is when you if you go to someone else's event on a pay what you can night and like that's there's the artistic community mm-hmm. and it's I think it's almost neglecting your roots and neglecting where you came from to not have that as an option.
1: Something yeah. that uh, Milwaukee Opera Theater does, um, which is like my favorite opera outfit in Milwaukee, um, they have a, an artist network where if you've performed with, um, if you've performed with Milwaukee Opera Theater before, they have an anonymous donor who will buy a night of tickets Wow. And say... Or, like, not a night of tickets, but we'll buy, like, 20 tickets and yeah. say, in, you know, make these tickets available for free for your artists. Wow. And then she'll... She has, like, a set list of people that she just, like, emails saying, like, our ticket angel came in, like, you know, if you're available, please let me know. Let me know how many tickets you want. And first come, first serve for these tickets. That's and cool. And it's so cool because, you know, you are... These companies still are getting you know butts and seats for the amount of money that they want but you know and, and i'm not saying that every you know every artistic outfit needs to have some random ticket angel because how realistic is that mm-hmm. but i mean the idea of having some system in place where you have where you're you're taking care of your artists because that's that's who's going to be most excited about seeing what you're doing and that's going to be the future of your
2: absolutely you
1: know, of of your vision is.
2: It's even it's like even worse when you get to uh, like visual art, paintings and photography. It's like here's artists, what they do, what they spend their life doing, and we're gonna hang it up, and now we're gonna sell it for fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, and it's like yeah, the artist's got to get paid, but it's like who owns the art now? It's more mm-hmm. of like art collectors who put it into storage and like yeah. that type of deal.
0: It's, yeah, so, fucking, it's like um. What's that guy's name? Martin Scarelli? The guy that owns, like, all of the, um... The, that one Wu-Tang album? Oh, yeah. Where he, like, paid some insane amount of money about it. And then it's just, like... Yeah. Like, sitting in a corner somewhere in his house, just, ja- like, masturbating. But is he the
2: dude, too, who Ups- jacked up the prices? I mean, yeah. He's,
0: like, a big pharma douchebag. The biggest pharma douchebag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it's just, like... That's I, and I don't mean to say that all people that are art collectors are are that guy, but yeah, you're definitely in the same yep. you're in the same part political party probably. But then too, <laughs> right it's I like, come
2: on, Wu we Tang, what are you doing, just having one copy of the album? I know yeah. it was like an art piece. It was like, only oh, one exists. Not yeah, yet, but
0: I I'm sure that they didn't think that that. But I mean, also, yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's a. Uh, yeah, I think affordable art for those because yeah if if we're making art with with uh, If you're doing it if you're putting the time into it and pouring yourself into it You must think that it it's worth and you're trying to maybe have a career in it Maybe Mm -hmm. not maybe just but still like trying to get people to see it hear it you think that at some level Maybe that people n- need this in their life. At least they need art. Right. So it's like, okay, so poor people can't get it. Um, like, so you need to be at a certain level of income, mm-hmm. working some certain job. If you're an artist and that's your job, it doesn't pay much, you don't get it. Like,
0: yeah. I Yeah, because I think a real problem that we've entered as a society is, is we've entered this world where um, the amount you deserve to live there is they're trying to make an equation to the amount of money you make you know what I mean Mm -hmm. by that and like the amount of someone's self-worth is tied into financial and and capitalist uh structures and I I think that um that for me is something I think about a lot when it comes to the like role of artists in society because in a lot of ways I think a lot of people that are making art they just want to be able to afford to live. Like, they don't need, like, they're not, most of the, in most cases, they're not looking for, like, a fucking mansion. Or... Yeah,
1: no, we're not trying to get rich. We're yeah. just trying to pay our rent. We're exactly. We're just trying to pay our phone bill. Mm-hmm. We're right. tired of our internet getting shut off.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it's, it's, what we have is, it's really hard for me to see, and I'm always open to if someone is going to uh, try and argue how this could happen, but the idea of capitalism and, and making art mix because, it's, like, so hard to sit and um, quantify what your art is worth. You, and then because of the fact that art is so inherently an expression of, of yourself, so to go, like, this is me on a piece of paper, or this is me in a, in a song, now value it. Like, how have we entered a world where that's the conversation that we have to have, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I have a, I have a question... One last question for you. Um, so you talked about your live show and mm-hmm. um, like what all goes into it. You also talked a lot about who you are as a person, how you, there's a part of you that's like very insular, but then there's also a part that's like very gregarious and loving. Um, your live show is just the most, like the, the most hyped up, like out there version of yourself. Oh, yeah. Is that... To, I'm I'm wondering, is that a part of your everyday persona, or is that like purely performance? Like, is there any aspect of your day to day that
2: it's not? It's it's just a, it's such a different mode. You know, I'm never like unless I was, you know, maybe at a, at a dance party or at something like that. But like, I'm on stage and it is like, I'll yeah, you know, it just it, it's something switches in my brain where. Uh, the only thing I could do or the only thing that makes sense would be to absolutely put my body at risk to put on the best (laughs) Mm -hmm. show possible Um, I'm a pretty closed off person I get around people I can get uh, anxious quite easily a lot of things I encounter in this city and I just want to shout out to real quick we've mentioned River West a lot Mm -hmm. in this but like Milwaukee is Milwaukee like we play shows all over there's a you know, there's music everywhere. It's just living River West and the tight-knit community that it is. Mm-hmm. It's, it's stu- it's like, yeah, it's easy to focus on River West. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I, a lot of people, you know, I encounter who you should get along with. You never have that where you should have a lot, you have a lot in common or you should have a lot to talk about, so, but then all of a sudden it just, it's difficult to communicate. Mm-hmm. I find that um, I don't know I turn into much more of an observer uh, a lot of people are, can just talk a lot whether it's something worth saying or, or not I guess mm-hmm. and um, I think a thing too for us when we get into a group of people like I admire your your voice you have a big booming voice like my voice naturally wants to go right here this is my natural voice mm-hmm. And it's just I don't know. It's just, I don't want to talk over people, um, so it's easy for me to kind of keep to myself. Uh, but when I'm performing, I will, I will put on, I'll put on a show. I have to put on a show. Yeah. Uh, if I don't come off the stage dripping sweat, something went wrong. Um, that type of deal.
0: Yeah. And it's amazing to get to. I I I. Um... I think it's really funny to say that because I also realize that I've I do talk a lot on the podcast, especially. But I know for a fact that I do that. Too. I mean, you you would say this about me, like mm-hmm. I definitely when I'm when I'm recording, like right now, I get into that where I, I like get into this like well I have to, like bring in people to feel because it is mm-hmm. I do know that a lot of people that we interview are in that that position of being an artist and being in that kind of nature, and so you want to be this like open welcoming thing, and it's been so interesting doing that because. I you know, I my experience with it was like hosting opera on tap. Mm-hmm. Or like or things like that, where like I was emceeing like once a month and performing in an operas occasionally. But doing this every day It's such an interesting mm-hmm. watching this kind of like performing personality develop and grow. And yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, no, and uh it's interesting. There'll be times where we'll we record mainly in our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um we have like a we have a one bedroom and then we have like a little area that is just the studio Um, and like we'll sit down, we sit in the same chairs, we use the same headphones and we'll, we'll sit down and we'll just be like tired and like, (sighs) okay. And then we'll hit record and be like, welcome to Scotty (laughs) radio. I'm Daniel Johansson. And I, and it's it's just like, we just have to immediately So that's something I relate to deeply. Mm We're like, no matter what is going on in your life, it's just kind of like, and record.
2: But yeah, but I guess with, live music it's it is uh, it's a state that's unachievable anywhere else in my life
1: absolutely where it's
2: like it couldn't happen someplace else right so I don't think I've gone on I haven't gone on a stage um and I never need to feign I never need to feign the funk yeah. like it's <laughs> it is it is there it emerges it is waiting within my chest to absolutely explode and um. yeah and it's it's just uh, it's it's a state of mind and I'm thankful that I and it's also too it is like I don't I don't drink before I perform I don't do drugs before I perform Um. because that is the ultimate high that is the thing that I'm looking for mm. and if I'm drinking after a set it's usually to come down it's to like cradle me on that come down
0: yeah um. yeah cool all right well um the last thing we do with all of our guests is a one minute plug for anything they have upcoming um sometimes that's very obvious like an upcoming album or upcoming performances other times it uh it can also be um you know other people that you think are do- doing dope work just general shout outs um you know things that you do for self-care whether that be like Food items, TV shows, uh, books, anything like, like that.
1: Like anything, anything that you're just consuming right. in your day-to-day life that you you believe deserves recognition.
2: Hmm. Okay, I'll start with playing June 6th at Chill on the Hill at Humboldt Park in Bayview. Playing June 9th at Pride Fest on the Milwaukee Records stage at 8 o'clock playing June 24th at 88 nines uh, black party playing July 6th at Summerfest, on the Johnson control stage um, that's all we got planned right now I'm trying to like get this string get this done and I really want to focus on finishing up with what I'm writing and recording mm-hmm. but uh, consumption um, listen to more funk music Uh, everything as with everything you gotta find the funk that's right for you Mm -hmm. Um, you know flip on flip on some parliament some prince Um, yeah I find for me and once again this is all our own personal journey I find that if I can keep my body in tune my body in check it's easier for me to keep my mind in check so get out take a walk Take a run. Do some push-ups. Do something. Just stay active. Um, yeah. Talk less. Go less. Uh, yeah. Talk less. Go on the... the yeah. Talk less. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go on the... Uh, get off Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, drink water. Use yeah. condoms.
1: You're the second person to, to shout out water on yeah. our show.
2: Water is... You forget to, you forget to like, you just got to keep, keep putting that in your body. Mm That's critical.
0: Half the time, if I'm like, I feel really weird, I just pull out like a big mason jar, fill it up with water Mm -hmm. and drink it down. I'm like, I feel better. better. Yeah. The essence of life. Yeah. Do you have a public uh, social media presence? Or not presence, but like place that people could find you? Yeah, I've got an Instagram.
2: It's at, uh, no apostrophe, D-A-M-A-T-O-M-U-S-I-C. Mm-hmm. Got a Facebook. Um, I think if you type in model Loves You in the search, it'll pop up. Once again, like I say that very unenthusiastically, which <laughs> it's like, it's to the point now where I'm like, if I'm going to move forward, I've proven to myself time and time again that I just, it's, I said this, I did an interview not too long ago, but it's like, I go to post-selling or I think about posting and then I'm just like, this, this means nothing. We're all gonna die. I'm gonna die, and you're gonna, we're gonna die, and this doesn't matter. The art matters. Human connection matters. Love matters. Funk matters. Facebook doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, you can find me on there. Cool. Yeah.
1: Uh, where can we find your album, your previous album?
2: Oh, uh, you can find it on Bandcamp. Bandcamp. Uh, no, the same thing. Uh, Damato Music. Mm-hmm. Dot- cool bandcamp.com cool it's also on soundcloud Um, yeah the name of the album is called counterfeit paradise yeah cool got a music video out you can check that out bpa free um yeah shout out to my friends and my families and my lovers
0: and yeah
1: cool cool
0: well, thank you so much, for all so much for listening. I've been Daniel Johansson.
1: I continue to be Maureen Smith. Uh,
0: if you like what you've heard, there are a ton of places where you can find what we're up to. The first is head over to our website, scopymag.com. That's where we post all of our articles. It's also where we post all of our uh, our podcast episodes themselves aren't there, but there is a list of a uh, link to go to where we do keep those. Um,
1: <laughs> so not the best way to consume our podcast. No,
0: not. It is not. Sadly, uh, <laughs> you can find us on iTunes. That is a way to do it if you are an Apple person. If you are an uh, Android person, there there are also ways to do that i it's think like po- we're on Stitcher. it's called pocket casts pocket casts
1: that's how our yeah. android friends listen
0: um yeah uh otherwise you can find us on social media facebook scoppy magazine instagram and twitter at Scopy mag if you are in the chicago area um one of the things we're working on right now we're finalizing uh all of our performance dates for our summer performance series we're going to be performing in two spaces in uh pilsen and in rogers park in chicago uh at nightcap coffee and at uh Formerly Red Line Tap, soon to be Buffalo Bar. Um, And we are going to be doing a series of performances. uh, Three of We're doing a a series of performances within the series that are specifically... uh, um,
1: Classical music of different cultures. Exactly.
0: Highlighting and spotlighting different cultures. So one of those is going to be all uh, Latinx composers with all Latinx performers. Another is going to be all black composers with all black performers. And the third is going to be all Filipino performers, or composers with all Filipino performers. And we're working on a fourth, actually, of all Korean composers. That is
1: super not finalized.
0: Super not finalized. So I I don't don't even know
1: why we brought it up. I I
0: did. I did. And (laughs) we're also working on a 4th of July block party, which is super exciting uh if you're interested in uh re- in performing for that we still have a little bit of space um we're generally gauging interest for uh whether or not we want to keep it inside of nightcap or if we want to try and like do permits Bring and, it and kind into of the set street. Up. Yep. So if that's something you'd be interested in uh we're we're look we want to know that we'll have enough we want to a really
1: that. enthusiastic response if we're gonna like to get a permit to close down the street (laughs) like we want like
2: i played a very unenthusiastic black party a few years ago Mm
0: -hmm. it seems like a bad move where it's like if this if this were inside it would be packed but it's just like so
2: good outside
1: exactly no so like unless we get like ravenous like you know clawing of you know gnashing of teeth and clawing of hair Mm -hmm. like i we're it's gonna be inside yeah Um, The
0: other big ticket is in our opening week, uh, we're going to be doing Vivaldi's Four Seasons with a a complete string quartet, no harpsichord, but um, violin soloist uh, Olya uh, Prohorova, who is a fantastic violinist that I know from Roosevelt.
1: Cool. Uh, and as always, I'm here to emphasize the importance of donations. As you heard, we have a lot going on and not a lot of money. <laughs> so if you want to help us out, you can go to our... not a lot of money. Yeah. If you want to go to our website, uh, com, go to our about section. If you become a monthly subscriber, we will give you a shout out on the show. You will also have um, admission to anything we put on in our apartment, which is more than you would think. Um, and uh... you
2: got to say something like, if you subscribe, we won't steal your bike. <laughs> <laughs> we'll throw a brick through your window.
1: Mm-hmm. Diamato said it. <laughs> he we won't. Diamato will steal your bike if you Subscribe. don't. Subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you do a one-time donation, uh, we will send you a handwritten thank you note. Um, because we love you. Uh, so yeah, give a little, give a lot. And if you can't give, then listen, participate, and share.
0: Yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Go out and make something.
1: Yep.